Welcome to the Learning Project Network, where we learn through stories to make a change. The Learning Project Network, an organization dedicated to social justice issues. We are dedicated to learning about issues that impact children, families, and communities to help start conversations that lead to solutions. We believe that through storytelling and peer support, individuals can better understand how experiences lead to outcomes. It's Stephanie with The Learning Project. You guys, I'm back again with another amazing podcast. Welcome to Black Voices in the Community. You guys, I have decided to really reach out to amazing people that I've seen in the community. They either post something that's been inspirational or just have built purpose in my life. I have Alethea here with me today, you guys. And many of you guys know her, and I'm just so excited. You guys also may know her as Sheree. Um, but if I, did I say that right, Sheree? But, um, you know, we are having her here today because I wanted to have a conversation about what she's doing in the community and something that she did really touch me personally. Um, So, Alethea, I want to tell you a little bit about why I got started with this project. So um, there was there's a project that I'm working on to understand um, the BIPOC community here in Spokane. Um, I am working together with Empire Health Foundation to um, build this conversation. But it's been a conversation that has been really intriguing me because I grew up with so many different people, been in the community for a while, but we really don't know each other. And people were like, oh, I don't know anybody. No one lives here. Nobody knows. So I said, you know what? I want to do a podcast segment on people in Spokane, Washington um, that are in the BIPOC community. Um, So right now I'm focusing on the Black community and want to hear their voices. And some of the voices that you guys hear, they are not from Spokane, but they live in Washington and they may have moved out of Washington to somewhere else. But I'm like, these voices have got to be heard. So thank you so much for being here. And I am just so excited. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I feel really fortunate and just I'm so like honored to just be a part of what you're doing because I think you're amazing. Oh man, vice versa. I am, I'm pouring all that love right back to you, sis. So Alethea, tell us a little bit about how you help create, because I know that you have a partner that has created this group. Um, It used to be called We Are Not Okay. And now it's called We Gonna Be Right, right? And a space for black healing correct yes correct okay i just got out of the meeting so i want to make sure i say it correct yeah, yeah. but i came across this because i saw it on facebook and i saw it on the event right because i am i follow a bunch of stuff on the right so when i saw this i was like dang this kind of touches my heart because i'm not all right right now i don't feel connected and i typically do Uh, feel connected with my community. I do a lot of different stuff, but I was feeling some kind of way with all of the stuff happening in the community and in the world. It just really made me depressed. And when I saw this, I was like, I'm gonna jump on this and I'm going to just be in the midst of my sisters. So Olivia, tell us, how did this all come about in the birthing process? Yeah, um, well, it's interesting because it literally came from the same place that you were just speaking of, um, just personally, I was feeling depressed. Um, 
I was feeling alone. I was feeling angry, <laughs> sad. Um, specifically when this pandemic started, um, it was like all of a sudden, all the things that I would do to stay, you know, just around people, um, and especially, you know, black people, it just, it just felt like all that was stripped <laughs> away. Yeah. Um, because of this pandemic and so um, and then on top of that with just everything that has been going on in the world uh, with Black Lives Matter um, and then losing my mom um, I think I just was craving um, something like I was like I just need something uh, to um, just feel people again uh, yeah they can't physically um, maybe we can make it virtually. Um, mm -hmm. I just it was just a space to that just felt safe and where I felt like um, I could be seen and heard and yeah. um, just people just understood me and knew what I was talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I was like, if I'm feeling this way, if I'm struggling and I'm I'm battling with with all these different feelings and. Um, I was like, there, there has to be more people in Spokane and particularly black people who are feeling the same way. And so um, being that I grew up basically in Spokane, I was like, I'm just gonna try it out. I'm gonna, you know, send a, a letter to my boss and say, listen, like this is something yes. that I, I wanna do. Um, here's why it matters, here's why it's important. Here's why having a space for Black people is necessary. Yeah. Um, and here's why us as a white-led organization need to um, make sure that we, you know, sponsor this. Um, Absolutely. And sponsor it and then step aside and just let it be what, yeah. it's, what it's going to be. And so that's kind of basically how it came about. And then I quickly was thinking about people that I wanted to help with this. Um, and I have a lot of mentors. Um, and so I was kind of thinking about like who could just do this. Um, and uh, Miss Keontha Duncan was actually mm -hmm. one of the like first people that I reached, reached out to and was like, listen, I have this idea and I think you would be perfect for it um, because she's an amazing speaker. Yes. And he has such a big heart um, and passion for um, just bringing people together. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I need you. And she was like, bet, like done. It's, it's I done. love her. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just been, it's been great. It's, it's been, it's been more than I thought it would be, if I'm being honest, because I, I, I wasn't sure. I just wasn't sure. Like I was like, I don't know if, if people are gonna like it or want to tag or so. Okay, let's just start with a conversation here. First of all, you went through something really hard, and I want to acknowledge that. And I just want to say I'm sending you all the strength and love, sis. Um, two, that helped lead you to a place where you're saying, I need, I need something. I need community. Um, three, you reach out to somebody else and they're like, let's do it. That's how easy this happens, right? Literally. This is how, this is how creativity, this is how programs, this is how support groups, 
all of the different things that we desire, this is how it happens. And it's about showing up. Like, I cannot tell you enough. Sometimes people can't physically show up, but how can you show up in other ways? Whether it be talking to them, sharing their posts, spreading the word, connecting, supporting with your dollars, with your time, with your conversation. This is huge. So there was a study done by Harvard University and it found that African-American people um, needed peer support groups alongside of their counseling to help them make a journey of recovery of whatever that may be. The, the, The percentage of of people that actually went through that and had peer support and counseling at the same time, their recovery and their healing just skyrocketed. That is just how Black people are. We like community. We need community. And I would say even just in general people, um, that cultural background, we all come from places of community. And so being able to have people that are in your space, that have the same experiences, that understand what you're going through, can really shed light and give you encouragement or just let you be, because sometimes you just need to be, right? <laughs> just breathe. Just breathe. Just, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you need those spaces. And I felt like that is what you are creating. You know, um, for many people who want to have that space of just, this is me. I don't have to hide it. This is what I got. Um, good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. And so, what have what has this space um, taught you about supporting one another, and what do you hope to achieve with this group? Yeah. Um. Man. I mean. I feel like it's it's taught me that um, first and foremost that we are all we we all are more alike than we are different. Um, yeah, I think that um, a lot of times um, it's very it's very easy to just feel like you're alone in like everything that you're going through and the things that you're dealing with um, and that you're the only person that's dealing with these things and the reality is is like no yeah um, you're not and there are other people who are dealing with the same thing and they have lived experiences that mm. um, can utilize um, and you know use as a source of just encouragement and some 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 guidance right um and we can lean on one another which is something yeah. that i'm still learning honestly yeah. um, I, I i think trust is something that it just takes time but learning that if you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable and just like yourself that like it's okay to not yeah. be okay yep um, and it's okay to express that. Um, I think this space has has shown me that when you do that, um, just beautiful Man. conversations come. Right, right. Relationships start start to form, mm-hmm. uh, and that's when the healing starts to happen too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's just. It's it's taught me a lot about what it means to love uh, like love people. Yeah. Um, what it means to respect people. Mm-hmm. What it means to like actually build 
relationships um, what it means to actually like be there for one another um and so what i'm what i'm hoping for is that as this keeps going god god willing that um i don't know that that we'll start to you know kind of dig deep and start talking about things that we as black people don't typically like to talk about when it comes to our mental health when it comes to our just overall well well-being when it when it comes to how we treat one another whether it's you know just colorism whether it's internalized internalized oppression right whether yes. it's, i mean there's there's so many things that we just don't talk about and so i'm just hoping that this space will be a space where we can challenge one another more and really get to the root causes of you know why <laughs> we have so much you know just a lot of just junk between each other and helping each other to love one another and mm. love ourselves and mm. respect ourselves better mm. so that's that's kind of my like vision and my goal and I want to bring other people to come and like you know talk about self-care and like healing and just the issues around colorism and the issues around internalized you know just all all that stuff whether it's like inviting you Stephanie even though you have come to the space but it's like you're yeah. you're an expert at certain things and so just just like bringing leaders um who can come and just like teach um and just have some real conversation yeah. so that so that we can actively be like okay like we can take these tools yep and heal and then yep. shape them and then hopefully just heal like you know what i mean girl no i know what you mean i know what you mean i know what you mean yeah yeah let me tell you y'all if y'all not watching the actual video of this my face you already know i'm the woman of many faces okay i everything you're talking about resides with me in such a deep way because there are so many people that are out here hurting there's so many people that are having issues and problems and all different kinds of things and there's not a space for them to grow and develop and learn about themselves and really heal you cannot you cannot you cannot have a connection with somebody until you have a connection with yourself and period. that's period and I literally, I literally have been talking a lot to myself about this and trying to pour as much as I can this year into my life because I realized that self-love is really an issue of many things. Um, why you can't have relationships with certain people, why you fall out with certain people, why you can't be reflexive um, about things that you've done and being able to be empathetic, being able to say, I can be transparent and I have no regrets, being able to say I'm hurt and it's okay to show your vulnerability and your emotion, being able to say that I am more than just this, I am this story and much more. I'm not a book, I'm a chap. I'm a chapter book. You know, I don't, I don't have any uh, commas. I mean, I don't have any periods, I'm all commas. Like, and these things are these things are like so important and there's no space here in Spokane for us to do it and what ends up happening I feel like there's a form of isolation that happens um I'm reading the Black Spokane book you guys if you have not read this by um Dwayne oh my gosh his last name starts Ooh. with an M yes I have the book. Mac well yeah mm -hmm. Mac mm -hmm. 
Dwayne yeah. Mack right here. Okay, let me tell you, this book is actually giving me a lot of insight. And I started reading this book because you can't understand something until you actually understand the history of it. Yeah. And Spokane actually had a very strong group of people that connected and communed. And we did a lot of things in this community and our community came from a lot of transplants and i think that's what's really hard is because when you come from different places that have really strong communities and you have sisterhood you have younger generations even our generation being able to hang out and connect and not just always at the club you know what i'm saying like, you right. go to the club ain't nothing wrong with that you your thing, okay. it up. Uh, uh. Right, right. my back ain't my back ain't there all the way but <laughs> uh, but you know being able to do different things that are pouring into the culture and developing the culture um, and keeping people here. People don't want to live here because they feel like there's no culture, there's no connection, but there, there is, but it's like these little silos. And if you don't get into the silos and you don't get into the spaces and you don't know how to break into them, you're going to be kind of left out on your own. And that is really hard. And so what you created the support group is extremely important and it's going to help people um, that feel this isolation on such a high level be able to really break out of that and be able to say I'm here sis I see you you're different than me and we have different stories and different roles and different journeys but we're together in this right yes and I've I've seen it it's it's crazy because at first it was just it was I was just focusing on people in Spokane and then it was interesting to see how people outside of Spokane was receiving the, yes. the link or the you know registry and then I started you know talking to people from like Houston and mm -hmm. and Seattle and mm -hmm. I mean I was just like oh and then there there was like a period where you know teenagers were coming yeah um, it was like amazing because I was like wow like we have to reach you know our youth and then there was more men that were coming too which was amazing mm -hmm. um like see you know like the like specks of black men that would show up yeah um, and so it it's it's amazed me i think how i think where where it's been going um and so i'm i'm just really excited um for like what's to come because i just i just have so many ideas about you know having a space for just black women having mm. space for men and yeah. having a space for the youth and yeah. kind of what that looks like um so yeah i just i'm just grateful that i had the support that i had um that there was no pushback <laughs> mm -hmm. um with doing this um because I, I feel like that plays a big role as well Absolutely. if you don't, if you don't have the support then it's like mm, which honestly, even if I didn't get the support from the organization that I work for, I probably would have done it, you know, yeah. anyway, but just, but just, you know, yeah. on my, basically. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's, there's so much to this, you guys. Like, I don't know who's hearing this, who, where you're at, but if something's in your heart and you're like this, our community needs this, start it. You know, I think that's the thing that is so hard for a lot of people is they get in their own head and they're like, no one's gonna want to do this. It's just it's me. Or you hear discouraging words from somebody and they're like, ain't nobody gonna come to that. Like, no, a lot of people are coming to it and you coming to it, and that's just what it is. Like we are good. Yeah. And so, you know, 
if you have something that you want to give to your community, we've got to be more intentional about giving back to our community, not just the black community, but the Spokane community, because we have um, a platform that has basically broken all boundaries and doors. You do not have to live in Spokane, like you said, in order to connect. You do not have to live in the same block. You don't have to be in the same vicinity. Social media has made it possible for us to connect in unique ways. And I will tell you, that has been groundbreaking for me as well. And when we're looking at our community, there's so many different challenges that we have on so many different levels. So um, tell me a little bit about what you do and um, why it's important to you. Yeah, um, yeah. so as I mentioned, I'm the program manager for equity and engagement uh, for BHT um, here in Spokane. And so um, basically what that entails is um, anything equity related. Um, We are specifically working within public health. um, And so we have a lot of different partners that are in the healthcare um, industry, in the school, industry um, and basically we just work with them to just make sure that people are getting the best you know care um, that they can with yeah. whether it's you know with your teeth whether it's you know with the mental whether it's you know just holistic health um, and we have so many different programs that I could talk forever about but Particularly what I do is um, like currently I manage a trusted messenger project, um, which basically is uh, just being able to give some funding to um, organizations that are led by um, Black, Indigenous and people of color, um, as well as um, LGBTQ plus um, to just help them make sure that they can keep doing the work that they've been doing. I think it's really important to say (laughs) that um, I believe in just making sure that we uplift um, the um, organizations and the leaders that have been doing the work and are continuing to to do the work um, instead of trying to remake something. Um, Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. no, no, like (laughs) there are resources here there are leaders here there are amazing um, nonprofits and just like programs that are here and so let's let's build those up and 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 let's make sure um that they can keep doing it Um, oh my goodness that's that's something that was important to me Mm -hmm. Um, so basically because we're in this pandemic there were um organizations that were really trying to just do whatever they could to just make sure that you know if if people wanted to get vaccinated they had a a space that was safe to get vaccinated yeah if if people didn't want to get vaccinated um they still had a safe space to come and talk to a doctor or a nurse um that looks like them to talk about just any any of their just you know fears or um just people had a lot of questions right yeah Um, especially people of color because historically we have uh 
we just have we just don't trust vaccines we don't trust the healthcare yes. system yes. we don't trust none of that because right. of how it has affected and impacted um our families historically exactly. and currently mm -hmm. so there's a lot of trauma and so just just being able to make sure that there are spaces for folks to just talk and just ask questions and just say hey like I'm not, I'm not feeling this and here is why. Or, mm -hmm. hey, like, I don't have a good relationship with just the healthcare system in general. Yeah. And so who can I talk to, to just be mm. like, listen, I need, I need help. Like, I need a doctor. I need yeah. a this. I need whatever it is. And to be able to have a space, whether it's, you know, I'm just trying to think of like, I think, so I, there was a there was like a vaccine um, event at the Native Project, mm -hmm. um, and um, the NAACP was there, and like the supporting, love it. Yeah, uh, Sandy was there with her amazing. I mean, Sandy's <laughs> amazing. Um, amazing. And it was just like a party, like literally, mm -hmm. it was a party where people could come. Um, of course, everybody was like. You know, mass. Mass up, yeah, yeah. He, 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 like people could come to get vaccinated. People could come to ask questions. Um, yeah. People could just come to just be. I mean, there was dancing. There was. I mean, okay. and so just wanting to support um, these amazing. I mean, amazing clinics and just leaders who are like, listen, we're just trying to help BIPOC people. Um, just get through this time that's just so you know hard and that is that is literally like impacting yeah. in the most crazy ways whether it's with jobs you know food mm -hmm. uh, I mean just just so many things yeah. uh, we want to make spaces that that make people feel safe to just come and get whatever they need mask you yeah know, sanitizer gloves food yeah yeah um, just what like whatever yeah um and a place for people to learn about some of the things that are here in Spokane that a lot of people didn't know you know in places offered things like they didn't know wow. about you know the fact that we have an MLK center and yeah. what services they offer yeah yeah you know so yeah that's that's just one project that I am currently managing which has been awesome and then in addition to that i mean i help with you know facilitating some trainings um that talk about privilege uh talk about racism mm -hmm. that talk about um, um intersectionality um and really you know just reminding people specifically people who work within the healthcare um, industry like, like why all these things are important and that yeah and that you cannot give the best care to anybody if if you don't know these things and if you don't make sure that you are um, treating people regardless of their race, regardless of yeah their, yeah regardless of where they come from, regard like regardless yeah of any of that, like you cannot give people the best care without making sure that you are treating people like human beings human beings yeah exactly exactly i i love the work that you're doing and 
I think that's the thing is that so many of us don't even know what each other are doing, where we work, what's going on. And some of the people are like, I don't want people to know my business. That's fine. But there's a point where we've got to also connect so that we can understand the resources that are out there. When you said like, hey, we're giving money to small businesses in certain ways and helping them get make it through this pandemic, that's a huge thing. Um, the Spokesman Review um, published a article that inspired me to birth a lot of this conversation out of 40% of African-American businesses have closed due to the pandemic. So if we have people that we have no um, assistance or help, or we don't know what's out there, we're having organizations and ground root community services that are closing that are going to be able to help people. But if they're not existent, what are we gonna do? So, you know, what you do is really important. I just wanna thank you so much for that rundown and just being able to say, this is what we're doing and this is how we're recognizing the harm and the hurt that's been done by the community. Um, I haven't talked very much about you know, many clinics or anything like that. But um, one of the things that I shed a lot of light on in my Girl Get a Doula podcast series is, you know, there are a lot of people that are so protective over their body because of the different things that have happened to them. Um, Regardless if it's infertility, you know, um, going through different uh, treatments, you know, um, if they get that vaccination or if they get even like chemo treatment and something bad happens to them, sorry is not enough. You know, you have to make that choice. And I love that you guys have these clinics going on and you guys are educating people and talking to people and letting them know that, you know, whatever your choice is, we're here for you. And these are the other services that are here for you. I just love that. So I just want to thank you so much for that um and so one of the last questions that i really wanted to just touch on really quick here is um about equity how are we in our community seeing equity and really building a bridge around that yeah that is a good question um man i think at least for me um i feel like there's so much um that we're seeing that it's just not it's just not um it's not catering to uh, the needs of you know the most impacted right mm. um, and so really the 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 a question that i'm always kind of like wrestling with is like you know like how do we make things more um, equitable um, because the reality is, is that there are a lot of things that are not yeah. equitable. Right. The um, healthcare system is not equitable. It, it, it wasn't built to as, you know, that being the foundation that, you know, making sure that these systems are functioning and working for everyone. Yeah. Right? Um, and so... I don't know. I I think as far as my my role um, and me working for um, a nonprofit that is white led, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, a big part of my role is to try to help build the build the bridge between mm-hmm. you know um, just like healthcare um, and. Um, BIPOC, you know, people yeah. who who have, again, I mean, historically and currently um, have been traumatized um, yeah. by experiences that they have had um, because of how they were treated yeah. um, by doctors, by 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 nurses. Yes. Um, yes. And, 
and and just emphasizing that the system has failed yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely um BIPOC people and families right. Um, right. and so really just a, a lot of it is just like unlearning and like undoing <laughs> a lot of the structures and the policies that are in place that are not working yeah um, have not been working at least it's not working for everyone it's not working for black indigenous and people of color it's not working mm-hmm. for hispanics and latinos and you know like asian mm-hmm. like it has not been been working it has yeah. been it it has been working for you know one group of people but exactly. it has not been actively working for certain people and their families and so mm. really challenging organizations um whether it be i don't know like providence or frontier behavior health or multi-care or i, I mean i can go the list is on yeah. just, even down to the city of spokane like yeah. challenging them to really think about okay what policies and structures are in place Mm-hmm. that are causing harm and that have been causing harm and that mm-hmm. and that not actually helping um people that people will say all day that they like want to serve people will yeah. say all day that they want to serve black people and they want to serve you know l you know lgbtq plus and they want to serve native americans and they want mm-hmm. to serve you know but like okay but what are you actually doing doing Yes. That how you're operating and how your structures are to make sure that it's it's actually, you know, helping and not harming. Oh um, my goodness. I, I think a a big thing that my organization we we had talked about a lot is um intent versus yeah. impact and mm-hmm. recognize that even if your intention is good. Yep. <laughs> Um, it does not matter if the impact is still causing harm. That's um, it. And so that's something that when we talk about equity, it's not about intent because you can yeah. intend so many things yeah. until your yeah. face. But like, yeah. what impact are are you making and how are you intentionally and actively making positive change um, so that people can just live and take care of their families and just survive you know and that plays out through I mean everything from housing to freaking oral health to education to like all of it like holistic health and so um yeah that's that's kind of my answer is is that I don't I personally don't see I don't see it yeah. What I see is a lot of structures and policies that are not um, mm-hmm. not working and they haven't been working and mm-hmm. people know that, but yeah. they're not doing anything to actually fix it. They're not they're not reaching out <laughs> to yeah. the leaders of color um, yeah. and the orgs that are led by people of color and LGBTQ to like just say like, hey, what's going I on? I am here I am I am here to listen. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to support, not, not, not save, not, not, you know what I mean? But yeah. just to support 
um, and really hear you because we trust that you know what's best for your your community. community. Absolutely. Oh. oh my goodness, this is so good. Y'all, I don't know who needs to hear this, but let me tell you, I've been moving and grooving all the time she's talking. I'm trying to keep myself together and so I can let her talk because let me tell you, you are hitting some points that are extremely crucial to many conversations. And a lot of times we don't want to have them because they're uncomfortable and they require us to be reflexive and think about our own practices, not only um, among people outside of the BIPOC community, but within the BIPOC community because the work has to be done within the community. And if we don't do that and we don't encourage each other and create spaces for us to do that, we can't find true healing. We can't find true freedom. We can't find true uh, equity within our community. And when we say the word equity, I want you guys to think of the word fairness. Like, what is fair? And this is not to say that, you know, white people have not dealt with poverty. White people have not dealt with struggle. White people have not dealt with um, all different types of injustices within that self because there's different there's different um, sectors of our lives that will also isolate us to deal with certain things. But what we're talking about is a community of people that typically have literally just came out of slavery or just came out of um, certain um, structural systems such as Jim Crow um, that have kept them oppressed mm-hmm. and pressed down and we still continue to have these systems or we use the same systems that are still perpetuating the same results so you know or in they're in different ways there it's it's morphed you know what i mean it's not the same little caterpillar this thing yes. is a full-blown butterfly so yes. let's actually yeah it, it, let's talk about those things so that we can make true change and part of that is really finding spaces for us to be able to make make conversation that will help us to create action mm-hmm. and i just i love what you are talking about and what you do um what's your last piece of advice for someone in our community that just feels like they're invisible and their voice and their passion and their dream doesn't matter wow that's a good one wow um that's a good question um piece of advice man i would just say um first and foremost you you do matter um if you are still living and breathing and and functioning um you still have purpose um you are not you're not done um you still have value you still have worth um and so um just remember that um and um also to allow yourself to feel i mean allow yourself to grieve allow yourself to cry allow yourself to just feel what you need to feel um and i will say therapy is great i think everybody should do therapy it it doesn't it doesn't mean that there's something like wrong with you if you mm-hmm. decide to do therapy um and you, you don't have to be going through a, a midlife crisis to also do yeah. therapy yeah um, i think investing in yourself um and mm-hmm. investing in your own healing and your own growth um and really taking the time to learn about yourself um yeah. and also be gracious to yourself 
Um, it's just wonderful. One of my mentors told me that self, self-love and self-care is like probably one of the most like anti, I mean, racist thing that you could ever, ever do. Yeah. Um, and the greatest way to like fight against um, just all of these terrible systems. And yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that would be my, my advice. I love it. And just, you just love, I love, love it. people. That's what this is all about. It's just be being open to always loving people and like learning how to love people better and yourself better. Um, yeah that's 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 it Tina oh my goodness this is so good like I don't know who needs to hear this but let me tell you I'm sending you all the strength and love you guys I hope your mind body soul was fed by this conversation because let me tell you mine was this was just so good for me I'm so glad that we got together to have this conversation and hopefully it's not our last um and and just to be able to connect on such a deep level and to be able to be together and understand what is happening in the world and how we can fix it if people want to reach out to you where do they go how can they connect with you listen so i i have a facebook Um, (laughs) it is alethea sheree jimis yes my full government name And that's probably where you can find me the most, honestly. Um, I don't have an Instagram, uh, but maybe I might get one just because it's people been asking a lot about that. So, but yeah, Facebook is probably the one place that you can find me. Also, I mean, you can email me always um, alethea at betterhealthtogether.org. Yeah, just email me. and yeah, message me on Facebook. I'm, I'm pretty good about responding. So yeah, if people want to connect or talk or have questions even, um, or just want to cry or express, yeah. I am here. So. I love it. Thank you, Alethea. You guys, don't worry if you're driving. All of the information will be down below. You guys, and if you haven't already and you're on Spotify or one of those a handy dandy uh, podcast series, make sure you follow us so that you can be alerted when we drop new podcasts every day, you guys. Remember to follow us at TLP Talk, you guys. I'm so excited about this series. Keep sharing. And if you know somebody that needs to hear this, share, 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 share with them. You know my motto, don't give them flowers, don't give them candies. Give them something that's going to feed the mind, body, and soul and send them this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, bye. Hi, this is Stephanie. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to my podcast segment today. I don't know if you live in the Spokane, Washington area, but we are encouraging everyone that owns a Black-owned business, at least 50%, to register their businesses with the Carl Maxey organization. You do not want to miss this. Check out their page and definitely enroll your organization or business to stay connected with our local community.